pushing buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 99. Today I'm going to chat with Josiah McCallum from Palmetto State Armory, talk about how well the gun buyback program is working in New Zealand, answer the question of why I don't care for gun bunnies, and discuss a cool product from Fast Acquisition. I am your host, Ava Flannell, and Josiah, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you doing, Ava? I'm doing well. I don't even know what day it is, but you know, I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> My calendar says Thursday, but I was wishing it was Friday, but that's okay. Yeah. So Fridays don't even, Fridays are normally like my Mondays because I always teach classes on the weekends. So uh, I just, sorry. you know, yeah, the perks of being self-employed. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Before we get into it, I'm going to talk about Manicor Arms. So I was surfing their website last night and I saw that they have a CZ Scorpion Evo Transformer 4 end and it's half price right now. So it's only $68. And basically what that does is, uh, the forend, it has three interchangeable panels. So if you want to, you know, convert it to put a panel for M-Lock, key mod, Picatinny, uh, you name it so that it'll fit all of your accessories. Or if you, you know, I just like the look of just even if you don't have the panels in there. Um, so if you want to check that out, go to manicorearms.com. It is on sale right now for $68, but you'll actually get 15% off on top of that when you use the code GUNFUNNY15, and that is manicorearms.com. Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry. So first of all, I want to thank you for making the time to come on my show. I've actually wanted to have you on the show for a long time. Well, I wanted to have PSA on the show for a long time just because your company just absolutely amazes me, which we'll get into that later on as to why it amazes me. But to start, can you just tell us like how PSA was created and I mean, just kind of how it came about? Sure. It was, uh, back in 2007, uh, my brother, Jamin and I, we were talking about, you know, Hey, we, uh, he had come back from a deployment in Iraq and I was working basically as, a. I was kind of like a mayor with children, uh, Al Bundy there working for famous footwear as a manager. And we kind of wanted to do something different. And, uh, so I quit my job up there and came down here and we, we saw the, the market in this area severely needed a good gun store and providing, you know, better pricing. And so we started out of, uh, um, my brother's garage, actually, it was a, f- a four car garage, just selling basically P mags, PMC, uh, ammunition, few other different mags, checkmate industry mags. And, uh, uh, we were doing gun shows on the weekend. Um, I was packing up orders from the website during the week. And then on the weekends going to gun shows, uh, you know, doing about 80, 90 hours a week. You know, we were, it started in, uh, early 2008, February 2008, we started doing this. And then, uh, with the, uh, with the Obama election, it just, a name Palmetto State Armory that wasn't known all of a sudden, bam, became known because we were the only people left with P mags and ammunition. And, uh, so we were able to capitalize on uh, that unfortunate part of, uh, part of things when, uh, when Obama got elected and, uh, we, uh, our, our name just got out there and we, 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 uh, basically blew up overnight. 
Exactly. Yeah. And we were able to buy about ah, six months later, we were able to buy a 40,000 square foot building with uh, 18 offices in front of it, knocked down those offices and made a little store. And then we uh, continued going while the uh, um, we, we would get in a case of uh, a, a pallet of PMC ammo and it, we put it online. It'd be gone within five minutes. Wow. We get in thousand PMAGs, they'd be gone within five minutes and stuff. So we were just constantly turning over that inventory and we're able to, uh, to buy that building. That's crazy. So I didn't realize that PSA was started in 2007. I would have thought that because you're so well known that you guys would have started, I mean, more than what, 12 years ago? Yeah, we've, we actually started, uh, February 2008 was when we officially started, uh, PSA. But yeah, it's, it's, we've grown very quick. My brother is a very good businessman and, uh, knows when to put money back and, uh, um, and, uh, he knows how to run a business very well. Yeah. Well, that's always good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would say he definitely does considering, you know, so you were selling shoes. He was in the military. He just retired or got out. Did he get out or did he retire? He's actually still in. He's in National Guard now, but he had just gotten back from deployment. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I would say that that's like a huge success. Mm-hmm. Selling shoes. Were you ever into guns prior before you got into this? Absolutely. Um, so I was, uh, I had my concealed weapons permit. I was living in Pennsylvania. I had my concealed weapons permit. I was, uh, avid, uh, I wasn't as much into ARs at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we started Palmetto State Armory, got, got into that a lot more um, before we even started manufacturing or assembling our own ARs at the time. Now we actually manufacture them. I, I, I had a Kimber 1911. I had a Glock 27. Um, I had, you know, several rifles, you know, uh, Mosins to just a bunch of different rifles and stuff. So I was an avid shooter, concealed carried all the time. So I was into firearms, yes. Not, not near as much as I am now, but yes, I was into firearms. Hmm. Originally, you guys started selling just magazines and ammo. When did you start selling guns and branching off into creating your own line? Well, that started. It was the uh, the creating the I should say the the process of st- of st- of selling our firearms st- started by accident. Um, it started with we were buying from a certain company that was providing us with P mags. Um, we were. We weren't buying direct from Magpul. Uh, we were buying through a distributor, and uh, they sent us – instead of a box of PMAGs, they sent us a box of buffer tubes by accident. And so Jamin opened the box and said, well, this is kind of funny. And uh, it just kind of sparked an interest, and we, we put them online because they told us just to keep them, and they would send us the uh, PMAGs that we were owed. And uh, they sold just real quick in a matter of a couple days. And uh, we said, well, let's get more of them. And then it turned into – it just sparked the idea of, hey, let's – Let's see if we can actually find out who was the actual manufacturer of this buffer tube and then, you know, moving on to the different parts of the AR and find out who actually, you know, made it. And we were vertically integrated and that's, that's kind of those buffer tubes are what started us into the idea of even creating our own brand of Palmetto State Armor, even though it was just assembling other people's parts that were made for us at the time, you know, mm-hmm. horizontally integrated. That's what those buffer tubes are what. Just what spurred that uh, idea of making our own line. That's crazy. And then, so starting your own line, how hard was that? It wasn't very hard at all. It was, um, well, I shouldn't say that it wasn't for me. My, uh, uh, my cousin Kelly, he was, uh, he was involved, uh, very, very much in, uh, getting down to, um, 
the actual manufacturer of each part, you know, you, you could start at a distributor. They would say, here's the buffer tube. Then finding down each part of the AR, getting down to who make, who made the spring, who made the buffer tube, who made the, uh, the buffer and getting down to that to be able to get to a cost that was very low. Mm-hmm. And then be able to sell it to the public. So he did the the hard work on that. Him and uh, my brother did some. It, it wasn't su- super hard on my part, but I, I know that uh, my cousin Kelly did a lot of digging, and he was the one that was key to getting uh, and and my brother Jamin to getting that uh, that the original line off the ground. But as long as you find out who makes the parts, you know, then you can actually sell it for a decent price. Yeah. So are there any parts that you guys make now in house? Yes, we actually, uh, we make most parts in house. We roll, uh, we, we've, uh, through those Obama, through the Obama, through the elections, I should say, uh-huh. um, we've really taken advantage. My brother has a master's degree in tax law and he's, he's very, very, very smart guy. So with him and then, uh, I, about six years in, you know, I had to buy out and two guys bought me out. And uh, so I'm just an employee now. I am one of the founders, but I'm just an employee now. But uh, over the years, you know, I took a few years off and coming back in and seeing where the company from the time I took off to where the company is now, we, we bought a company called DC machine. Mm-hmm. Um, so my brother was able to save up a lot of money and uh, bought a lot of different companies. And um, in order to, we did have some issues with quality control. And in order to offset that, we bought some, companies, one of them DC machine where all of our nitride and uh, stainless steel barrels are rolled. Um, we bought them. They have extremely good quality control. They've been supplying, you know, you know, some different people in the industry for a long time. And uh, so we bought them. Uh, their tension to detail is absolutely amazing. You go into a lot of these uh how do I put it? A lot of facilities that manufacture products mm-hmm. and there's stuff all over the floor. It's messed. I mean, the, the facilities that we own, like DC machine, you can literally lick off the floor and you're not going to get a piece of uh-huh. metal shard in your mouth. That's good. I mean, it's just, uh, the, the QC is reflected, uh, just when you walk into the plant, it just, it looks amazing. And, uh, we help, and, uh, that was the first thing, you know, when I, when I walked in and saw it, I was just like, holy cow. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody is responsible for the area, but, the, but we, we bought companies like DC machine. We roll our barrels. We, uh, we make our lowers there as, uh, as well buying and they already had their game together as far as QC. And then we also bought special tool solutions down in Jacksonville, Florida, where we make lowers. We make, um, uh, other things besides firearms as well. And then, and then uh, another thing with, as far as, we we also we hired you know some very good engineers especially with the AK line with coming up with new calibers now we've hired some very good engineers with the MP5 um i know everybody's talking about that one and no i don't have an, an exact ETA right now everybody but um but we've hired engineers uh, a lot of really good engineers uh, who are working on our uh, on our firearms to make sure that we don't have to have generation 2s on everything you know, it's funny about that MP5 because I saw it at maybe it was NRA. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, Mr. Guns and Gear. So he took a picture of it and I guess he got yelled at because he was handling it and it was still like attached to the wire. Whereas like I, it, my, when I took a picture with it, it wasn't attached to the wire. And I was like, Oh, I didn't get yelled at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah that was, that was funny. That was actually our marketing managers, uh, <laughs> Logan. It was her uncle. He's, you know, former military and stuff. And, he didn't realize who it was, Mr. Gunsgear. 
if if we, if I would have been there and saw him, but like, yeah, here, let's pull it down and let you talk to it. But right, yeah, that was kind of embarrassing. I already oh, no. apologized to him. No, it's, <laughs> I mean, I thought it was funny. So then when I posted the picture of me holding it, I was like, "Yo, Mr. Gunzinger, like, I didn't get yelled at." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, but you know, pretty girl, bald guy. What can I say? Mm, exactly. <laughs> so. I've noticed just through like handling your parts and stuff, um, a lot of your products, um, which I've only been in the industry for about, I don't know, six ish years, but I've, I've noticed that the quality is definitely increased. And do you think that that is because you guys started doing stuff in house and that's exactly why Ava, we we've started doing, uh, in order, we wanted to control our own quality. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why we started buying other companies and we're able to n- number one QC and number two is we're able to offer, you know, instead of buying a barrel, I'm, I'm just throwing out numbers here. This is nothing exact. Mm-hmm. Instead of buying a barrel for $70 from another company and then, you know, assembling it, we're, we're working on that vertical integration. We're, you know, I don't know what percent there, but we're, we're getting there. We're, uh, but we're working on that vertical integration where we can manufacture a barrel instead of buying it for 80, we manufacture it for 30 and then we're able to put it together and we pass that savings along to the consumer mm-hmm. because my brother's philosophy is, you know, if ever they do pass gun control, he wants to have so many good quality, affordable ARs out there that no matter what they do, <laughs> they're never going to be able to, um, you know, to completely eradicate the USA of AR-15s. Nice. That everybody's already going to have one, and that's mm-hmm. his goal, and that's a genuine goal. That's not any type of media ploy. That's that's literally his goal. I like it. Okay, so that's why I'm like really excited to have you on because I've always loved that Palmetto has been extremely well priced. There's times because I have my FFL, and there's times when you post guns that are less or if not exact, you know, dealer cost. But in that case, I'll end up buying from you because then I don't have to pay the sales tax. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just, it amazes me that, you know, that you guys are able to keep prices so low, but I like it because I don't think that the average consumer should have to pay an arm and a leg just to protect themselves or to enjoy, you know, the freedoms of like shooting and just even if it was like a hobby, because some of these, some of these companies like, they charge all of this money and it's like the quality is not really there. You, um, you had sent me an AR 308 and I really liked it. And that the entire gun is under $600. And, um, I received another 308 and the gun was $1,300 and your gun definitely shot and operated better than the $1,300 gun. And so it's like, it's hard even to, people always associate like quality with price, but I think with you guys, you've, kind of nailed both yeah and, and that that was our goal and uh, um and just and and that that's what we want to do for folks is you know there, there's a lot of people out there who uh you know they, they've got families you know they've been making making a decent salary but they've got you know three kids a wife and a mortgage and if they can only afford five hundred dollar ar that's we want and we want it to be good quality and get it into their hands yeah. and um and just going real quick into um i mentioned about barrels uh, there's so many other parts we make down to sts down jacksonville we uh we make our own rails a lot of the rails that you see are ours anything that's partial picatinny with a front uh picatinny just in the front and the rear on mm-hmm. uh, on the rail that's ours um we're making um even you know our the the magazine release the uh 
safety selector, all, all, a lot of the, even those small parts we're making ourselves. We make our own buffers and stuff. And, and, and I'm not just talking about assembly. We do assemble it, but we're actually manufacturing it. We have almost 400 CNC machines right now. And we're starting a new facility, uh, DC2, where we're going to do be nothing but producing lower receivers. So we're, we're always looking to expand. Yeah. I like what you guys have done with the, the lowers, you know, have you do kind of like the, what am I trying to say? The different, um, Kenny. The meme, meme lowers. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So, I mean, there's been a few where I'm like, I just have to have it. And it's like, you can't beat the price either. And you can never have too many lowers because typically I'm actually working on a gun right now where I usually just kind of collect AR parts, put them in a box. And then eventually I have enough parts to put another gun together. <laughs> and, um, so I got your don't step on snake lower. Yes. And yeah. this gun is actually going to be so badass because all the parts that I'm using, it, even like the grip, it kind of has like that scaly look. And then I'm sending it off to a person who's going to Cerakote it and kind of do that theme. And then I'm chambering it in seven, six, two by 39. So it's going to be a little different, but I'm super excited. And it was that lower that kind of influenced the, the theme of the AR. Awesome. Yeah. That, that was one of my favorite ones. We've done so many different ones, like the, the, the space force lower. Yeah. Uh, we've done that one. The, uh, we've got a, a few new ones coming out, like the assault 15. It's like a, a salt pepper shaker, you know, and it's just kind of making fun of the, uh, defining by liberals of the, uh, it's an assault rifle. Uh-huh. But so we, we've got a lot of new stuff coming out too. A lot of good ideas. So. All right. So I'm going to take a quick break. I'm here with Josiah from Palmetto State Armory and we are going to talk about sportsman's guide real quick. So Sportsman's Guide right now is having a huge sale in all of their camping gear. I would say definitely jump on that because it's still, you know, midsummer. Summer's not over. So if you're looking for like a tent, which I saw some of them were like 50% off, oversized camping chairs, cots, those were about 35% off. So some really good deals. And if you're a member, you also save even more. So if you guys want to check them out, go to sportsmansguide.com. I got to ask, is it tough working with family? Um, no, it, it, no, it's actually, yeah, you're going to run into, uh, those, especially with being brothers. Yeah. Um, you're going to run into those little times where, you know, we would, uh, when we're approaching each other, it's nothing, you know, we have a great respect for each other, but sometimes, you know, that family aspect comes in, you know, typical brother relationship, you know? Yeah. And so the way he would ask me a question, the way I would ask him a question, we totally different than him versus asking another 800 of the 800 employees a question. So, um, it, you know, and we, uh, I was just over at his house the past two weekends, you know, 4th of July weekend and stuff, you know, and we get, we get along well. And, uh, uh, it really is, I, I haven't found it hard to be working with family, uh, at all just that sometimes the uh the little bit of bleed of that brother brother relationship uh comes over a little bit but uh-huh. but uh nothing yeah. severe now yeah we, we haven't punched each other yet which is I, good that's always a plus because i yeah, think no, no blood no yeah, blood. yeah definitely because i i mean because my parents you know i grew up with a family business and my parents worked together and everyone used to say like how crazy it was that my parents could work together live together and they never fought and they were married for like 32 years but my sister and I, on the other hand, it's like so difficult for me to get along with her at times. So I couldn't even imagine because I know one day like my dad's going to leave us the business and it's like, oh, I'm almost just dreading it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what kind of testing goes into the products before they leave the factory? 
for standard firearms, uh, just everything that's going on, we put out about 2,500 uppers slash rifles a day just in the AR realm, let alone the AKs and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything is test-fired, goes through extensive QC as far as just looking over, making sure there's no blems on it. And uh, as far as as far as QC, um, the QC starts with uh, the manufacturing process. When we're rolling the barrels – there's extensive QC there. Um, it's pretty cool. We have, I won't go into it. It's kind of boring, but, um, we have these in our DC machine facility. We've got giant screens that if the, the rifling on the barrel, uh, gets off, I believe it's more than 0.0007. It sends an alert to the screen. And then the guy who runs the plant sends an alert to his phone that says, Hey, this batch may be out of spec. So he'll take it. You know, test fire, and and then uh, if it is out of spec, then we'll scrap that. So it's, it really starts out at the actual manufacturing process, mm-hmm. not the assembly. So a lot of it starts out. That's just one example. Yeah. So it starts out at the assembly pro- manufacturing process, and then with assembly, after it's assembled, we make sure that uh, somebody double checks it, um, and then uh, we test fire it, wipe it down. Somebody checks it again in the end. Uh, make sure that it's good to go. No issues. We put out, sometimes you'll see posts online about uh, PSA, like, hey, I had to send this back. Well, people don't realize that when you're sending out 2,500 uppers slash rifles a day and you have a well under 1% return, you know, return ratio, well, well, well under 1% um, that you're actually doing really damn good. Yeah, absolutely. So I have to ask, how are you guys, like, how do you manage to keep your prices so low? It is okay. So two things. So number one, because even oh, when, well, even when you were starting off, like in your garage, and you were selling just P mags and ammunition. I mean, obviously, you probably had pretty low prices for people to gravitate towards your garage business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that had that 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 had to do with we knew a, a, a there was a distributor up in North Carolina. I won't name who it is. Uh, they're they're defunct now. They're out of business. But so when we started the business, I. I sold my house up in Pennsylvania mm-hmm. and put that the money from my house went into uh Palmetto State Armory and my brother um took out a uh home equity loan and put that into the business. So we had we had a good amount of money mm-hmm. and we had some buying power. So we were able to um with him and we were we were buying from companies that he wasn't able to get in direct with. So we were able to do some bartering back and forth and we were, we had a lot of buying power. So when people were paying for a case of PMC, when they were paying 250, we were only paying 225. Um, so we were able to get, uh, through, uh, bartering through companies that we were able to get direct with, with our buying power, we were able to barter and also just purely like, Hey, you got in 20 pallets of PMC bronze. We'll take 10 of it. That type of deal. Wow. That's pretty impressive. I saw that you guys were branching out to like optics or maybe you're not branching mm-hmm. out. Maybe you've been doing this, but I did just recently see an optic with your, you know, with PSA on it. Is, is that something that you guys just started doing recently? Yes, we did. The new, the CEO of PSA, my brother's the CEO of the conglomerate, but uh-huh. the CEO of PSA, he's a huge PCC guy and, uh, he's been getting us into optics. So right now we've got a red dot. Um, we've got a one to six. AR um, optic, and then there's another one that's 50 millimeter. I can't remember. I believe it's a was it a 
12 to 24 uh, mm-hmm. power, but we're getting into that. And that's something that's new for us. We're uh, just starting into it, but I was taking a look at them yesterday, really clear glass and, you know, really good quality. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Cause I mean, the price is definitely spot on, but I just wonder, have you, have you guys seen, have a lot of people bought it or, or do you think that there's a little bit of hesitation? Uh, there hasn't been much hesitation with it. Um, people are willing to try it out for the price point, especially uh-huh. with that little red dot. Yeah. Uh, we're we're going to be getting them, uh, a lot of them out there. Me and uh, my affiliate manager, Ty, he's, uh, we already have a list. I've got a list on the board right now of folks we want to send it out to and, uh, start getting Like we've got plenty of, um, reviews on, you know, our PSA firearms, mm-hmm. but we want to get a lot of reviews on optics and we've got, you know, different companies that we, uh, we want to get that out there. So you'll be seeing a lot more reviews out there on the PSA optics nice. uh, in, in the next month or so. Nice. Talking about, so I, uh, well actually, so that was one of the things that impressed me about you is because I do affiliate stuff with you guys and you, you know, you handle all of that. And I think that that kind of spoke volumes because you're like, yeah, my brother's the owner. And it's like, I like when a company, you know, definitely is like hands on. They, they work within the company. They're not just like, oh, whatever. I own this business. Like I'm on vacations. Yeah. Everybody else is running it. So that also like really attracted me to PSA. I saw you guys sent out an email, PSA media days. Tell me mm-hmm. about that. Okay. So PSA media days, we are right. We're inviting. Um, we sent out 40 invites yesterday and basically it's, uh, it's affiliate, mostly affiliates and some, and a few non-affiliates mm-hmm. like your uh, writers for magazines. And basically what we're going to do is we're going to, it's a three day event where we're going to let go out. There's a huge, uh, a range north of us, uh, outdoor range, and we're going to take all of our firearms. All, it's going to be on a Tuesday and we are going to, um, let every, Everybody who's there take their turn at shooting every single firearm, whether it be a prototype for new guns coming out. Like we've got the AK-74 that the AK engineers are working on right now. Shouldn't be too far out. And then they're going to be working on the AK-556. So if we've got those prototypes ready for uh, PSA Media Days, they'll be out there. So give them ability to – they wouldn't normally be able to get their hands on all these guns. But they'll be able to get their hands on them, do video, whether it be content, uh, video content. I'm sorry, written content or video content, get their hands on them, do videos, written. Um, and, uh, all of us, are, as far as, um, I'm one of the founders, the, the, the owners, uh, you know, hopefully we'll have at least one of the owners there. We'll have Chad, the CEO, we'll have our engineers there just so there's a, be a lot of question and answer of like, Hey, um, with this AK, how are you able to make this and still keep a price competitive? You know, this part X, Y, Z, just to mm-hmm. be able to answer a lot of questions. So yeah. on Tuesday is really going to be. A, a day of getting the fillets out there, shooting the gun where they normally couldn't shoot all the guns. They can do the reviews on them. And then what we're going to do is on um, Wednesday, we're going to uh, tour our uh, – uh, the closest one is DC Machine where we roll the barrels, lower uh, – we'll make uppers, uh, lowers. We're going to let them tour there, uh, give them a tour of our retail department. And then Friday is – I'm sorry, Thursday is going to be just a uh, – tour of our engineering facility, get to talk with our engineers in detail, see what they've got going, look at their drawings, look, and then also is going to be uh, just our assembly facility and where we ship everything out of. Wow. That's really impressive. Well, I, I received one of those invites and I'm almost a hundred percent that I'm going to go. So I'm super excited for that. But I think that that's actually like a really great idea. And it also, again, like people that are helping kind of push your products, you take care of them and, because a lot of companies won't go out of their way. And it's hard for me a lot of times to push products when if I've never 
shot the gun or experienced any of their gear or anything like that. Like it's hard for me to push that because it's just, I don't think it's morally right. So yeah, that's actually like a really good idea of you guys. Yeah. A hundred percent agree with you. And with our affiliate network, there's uh, what gets affiliate a bad name is, uh, um, the lack of honesty in the reviews. And Ava, you're very honest in your reviews and, and our affiliate network. We always say when we get on a, before we send out a firearm to somebody that, Hey, we want independent review. If yeah. something happens with a gun, let the people know, yeah. let, let, let your uh, audience know, send it back to us. We'll fix it for you, but let them know that something went wrong. Yeah. Um, and, and, and when you're done testing it, like, Hey, if, if it functioned flawlessly, say that, but if there's some suggestions you have for us, we're open, open for that. Cause with us manufacturing most of the parts, you know, we can, add something to it that might, might help out the consumer. Yeah, definitely. And I've actually heard that about you guys, that you have no problem if somebody, you know, ran into an issue, whereas other companies, like there's another company that I just, I wish I never dealt with them because I've had nothing but problem after problem. And I'm just like tempted to just send everything back because I don't even want to review it because it's not going to be nice. But, you know, even like my SIG review, I don't know if you even follow me on YouTube, but on my, I released a SIG P365 review because, you know, initially when it came out, a lot of people had issues and I was one of the first people to get one of the releases and I had a ton of issues. I couldn't even cycle around. So a year and a half later, I'm like, okay, let me revisit it. And, um, and I didn't have any issues. And so I would say, you know, it definitely, I think that they fixed the problems. I think it's totally fine to buy now. But I also said, I personally am probably not going to own one because I just kind of the entire experience kind of just left a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. You know, like you can't help but just especially if it's a gun that people are using for protection. And as an instructor, I know that there's so many people out there that will buy a gun. They don't even test fire. They usually just load it up, you know, put it in like a high shelf on their closet. And, you know, and if they need it, that's the first time that they're shooting it. So if it is, you know, if it does have malfunctions like that costs them their life. Exactly. And we experienced that. I mean, this is going to be a little bit of a rabbit trail, but, uh, when I came back into the company after my buyout, I, I worked in retail for a while. And, uh, I mean, th- that is 50% of the customers that come into gun stores. They're like, Hey, I just want something to put, um, in either in my glove box or on a, you know, high, high up so my kids can't get it beside my bed, where, mm-hmm. wherever they want to put it. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, when are you going to shoot it? They're like, well, I'm not going to shoot it. I just want a box of ammo just to put in there. Yeah, <laughs> and, exactly. And I try and encourage them like, hey, we've got courses that can teach you how to shoot. You know, I try and find out their – and most of them have never shot a gun before in their life except for when they were small and shot a twenty two. So I try and encourage them go out and shoot on a regular basis. Even if it's once a month, go shoot, put a 100 rounds through and stuff. And people just don't understand that, that you got to practice. Yeah, <laughs> that absolutely. Game. It's how accurate you are and how accurate the gun and how reliable the gun is. Definitely. I totally agree. All right. So what are some of the new guns that are coming out? Like you guys, I know you just released like AKs and stuff, which looks awesome. I felt I actually got to play around with one at the gun range that I used. There was somebody there that had one. I was like, hey, can I check that out? (laughs) (laughs) And the guy's probably like, oh, okay. (laughs) But yeah, I was like that weird girl that just like went up to the guy and was like, can I see your gun? Um, But I was really impressed with it. And and so, I mean, it seems like you guys are like killing that because you can't keep them in stock quick enough. Yeah. And we're actually, people are uh, getting on us about about, uh, about the number of quantity. And, uh, you know, just with the AKVs, you know, we're making 50 to 75 a day minimum, but we're slowly and people are honest about like, Hey, you know, it's only in stock for five minutes. Well, if we, with quality control, if, if, if we want to keep the AKV in extremely 
reliable, accurate weapon, then we're going to slowly increase QC. Mm -hmm. We can't do it dramatically. We see people all the time on the interwebs, Facebook, whatnot, you know, saying like, oh, I can't find it. You guys suck. This, uh, you know, I can't get one. I can't buy one. And by the time I get there, it's always gone. Well, you'll see them more and more. Mm-hmm. You know, we apologize for that, but we want to make sure that the QC is there and we're going to slowly ramp up production as we go along. But we're very proud of the AK line, especially with the, uh, the, the GF3, uh, the forged front trunnion, mm-hmm. uh, which passed um, Robsky's, uh, the AK operators union test. We've had great luck with that. Uh, we, um, we came out with the AK pistol then still, still the same thing with the forged front trunnion. And we're, uh, we're working on, as I mentioned before, the AK 74, mm-hmm. that's the next gun to come out. Um, as far as AKs and then after that'll be the AK five, five, six. And yes, folks, we're working on the MP five. Don't have a date, but we are uh-huh. working on it. And, uh, also, there's going to be a lot of new calibers coming out. We just came out with our own. We used to use FN barrels for 6.8, but mm-hmm. we had a 6.8 just come out. We're going to be getting a shorty 6.8. We've got the 18 inch right now. Uh, 458 SOCOM is about ready to um, come on the website, I'd say within the next uh, month or so. Mm-hmm. Um, a 450 Bushmaster. So we're working on a lot of different calibers. Um, and, uh, both in the, um, and then also with AKs, we're going to be coming out with the AKE, um, which is going to have the uh, FN uh, Coldhammer Forge barrel on there. Huh, really nice. Yeah, cool. that's what uh, we're trying to give everybody what they want. Yeah, and uh, so 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 far they love the 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 forge front running and and uh, hopefully the last thing will be this uh, will be the um, cold hammer forge barrel and then yeah. So I have to ask, as far as the MP5, do you kind of have a price point for that when it comes out? Uh, Ava, to be honest with you, I do not. I I don't have a price point. And I don't have a date. Yeah. I wish I did. Yeah. I mean, I just have to ask because I know my listeners will say like, why didn't you ask that question? And I'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> I was on the spot. Okay. I got nervous. <laughs> yeah, it's a legitimate question though. And I, I think, uh, uh, you know, we released, you know, released the fact that, you know, we were going to make it. Maybe that was a little bit too early. Mm-hmm. I will say that maybe it was, but we are working on it. It is something that I guarantee you will be coming out. Uh, just folks, just pl- please be patient with us. Um, just, we want to make sure we get everything right the first time with the AK, um, AKV. We ran us into, into a few issues. Tim with uh, Mac helped us out and we, uh, we got those issues taken care of. The guns running flawlessly. We didn't have to come out with a generation two. And with the MP5, we want to get it right the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and that's where we're working on it. It will be coming out. Just please be patient with us. Yeah. I respect that. Uh, so what are your future plans for the company? Ah, that's a good question. My brother, um, future plans right now are increasing manufacturing capabilities, which would be, I had mentioned DC2, where we're having, I think it's about a 30,000 square foot building, just purely, it's purely dedicated to machining lowers. Um, and uh, as far as the future, um, uh, you know, doing some of our own anodization. We're working on that. So anodizing, um, we have our own forging company. So right now we're forging a lot of uppers and stuff. And so those are the, those are the, uh, really it's just expanding. I think the future of the company is expanding the, um, expanding the manufacturing process. I think, I believe that's where my brother's really focused on. Mm-hmm. And we're owned by JJE Capital, which is, uh, Jamin. And then the two guys who bought me out, Julian and Ed. And, uh, so it's JJE Capital and they're the ones who own, own PSA, own 
DC machine and own all these other ones. So they've, they've got different divisions within the company, you know, other companies besides firearms and people don't realize that. So it's not just Palmetto state armory. It's owned by, it's not a conglomerate kind of mm-hmm. like a uh, Remington had uh, with the freedom group, mm-hmm. but it's owned by the, still the same three guys. Uh, the two bought me out my brother, but, uh, uh, firearm freedom loving guys. And, uh, um, but you, they, they, they own other companies, you know, own some real, a lot of real estate and stuff. So nice. do you kind of regret being bought out? No, I do not. I, uh, I, I very much enjoyed my, you know, my six year run. Uh-huh. Um, it was a lot of, it was a lot of fun. Um, it was, it was, it was stressful. Don't get me wrong. It was very stressful, but it was, you know, your limits and I knew my limit and it was a perfect time. I, you know, they made me an offer. I couldn't, you know, I'm like, up. Oh, Absolutely. It was an offer that, um, I knew that it was time, it was time Mm -hmm. and it's kind of, I've provided a job for myself, hopefully for the rest of my life by starting Palmetto State Armory. Mm -hmm. So now working in the company, um, as the consumer relations manager and affiliate marketing manager, you know, as long as I don't do something dumb to get fired, um, (laughs) I'll have a job hopefully for the rest of my life. So I, 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 I don't regret it whatsoever. People ask me that from time to time. I don't regret it. And, uh, I, uh, I just enjoy where I'm at now. Just a regular employee, go home. I don't have to spend 80 hours a week. I don't have to be worried about a lot of stuff. You know, it's just, I do my job, go home. Yeah, I'm on call, but, uh, I can spend yeah, a lot more time on my son, you know, my wife and just live, live, live a normal life. Yeah, definitely. Cause you know what? At the end of the day, life is short. So very short. Yeah. I'm about halfway through. I'm getting that midlife crisis. I'm almost 40 now. <laughs> so, uh, gonna go I, buy a sports car and, you know. <laughs> yeah, I haven't bought the Corvette yet. I don't know. I yeah, I'll take credit card out and go buy a couple scars and yeah. scar heavy car light in it. Scar light, you know, my wife see the credit card bill. That'll be my midlife crisis, I think. <laughs> I don't think it'll be a car. <laughs> nice. Um uh, so where can people find Palmetto State Armory? Our website, we are all over social media as far as uh, especially Facebook. We've got uh we have our main Facebook page. And then we've also got to in order to uh, um uh, stop some of the, uh, the, the rumor mill going around. Uh, people say, ah, oh, your parts are made in China, you know, with all these different Facebook groups. We started some official Facebook groups. If you go on Facebook and look at Palmetto State Armory AR-15 owners official and look for like the word official, those are the ones that we've started. And, uh, so if you want to go on there and actively talk with Christopher Emilian, um, he is our uh, social media marketing manager and Chad, our CEO of PSA pops in from time to time there. Um, and also on um, AR15.com, we have a heavy presence on AR15.com. That's mainly where we create the new lower styles. Um, I'm always on there every day. So if anybody has any questions, feel free to instant message me on AR15.com. Um, I'm on AK Files all the time. Uh, so really, those are the, uh, the three main areas. I know we've got some Instagram, some Twitter too, but I really think that Facebook, our website, and then uh, the uh, air15.com and AK Files are the main areas. Okay, cool. And you have time to hang out for the rest of the show? Absolutely. All right. All right. So Q, if you guys are familiar with the honey badger, which is what Q is mostly known for, it's pretty impressive. So I'm talking about the SBR version. It only weighs four pounds, eight ounces, which is crazy. And the barrel seven inches. But what impresses me is it has a one in five twist, um, which is pretty impressive for a seven inch barrel. If you guys want to check it out, go to liveq or die.com and uh, tell them that we sent you. 
Dropping wisdom. Slinging truth. Prepare yourself for Knowledge Bomb. This week's Knowledge Bomb is about Harriet Tubman, who carried a gun with her on the Underground Railroad. So she used to be a slave. She made multiple trips back into the U.S. and saved multiple lives. I think it said she saved over 70 lives. Um, she carried a revolver with her. So not only did that afford protection against, you know, like the slave catchers and their dogs, but if any of the slaves, if morale kind of grew low and they wanted to go back, which would, you know, in fact, put everybody in danger, she would use her gun to threaten them and to keep them moving. One guy specifically, he wanted to go back. She pointed the gun at him and said, you know, if you do, you're going to die because she wanted to, she was going to shoot him. And a few days later, the entire group, uh, including that guy, they entered the United Providence of Canada. So I'm glad that he, or I'm sure he was glad that uh, he stayed with the group. I'm kind of interested to see like where she got this revolver from, if it was from, you know, a previous slave owner or I don't know, kind of interesting. And then I also think, I mean, talk about like a brave lady because most people, especially if you were a slave and you finally, you know, you have the opportunity to escape, most people are not going to go back into the U.S. to save more lives and risk the chance of becoming a slave again. So kudos to her. And that is Harriet Tubman. And next is our AF segment. Stupid, funny, cool. Interesting. Awesome. As Never mind. AF. So New Zealand's been in the news quite a bit. You know, after that shooting, they decided to outlaw guns. So they offered a buyback program, which is nicer than, you know, what the U.S. is doing with people who own bump stocks, because I think that the least you could do is buy back the, the product if you're making it illegal. They say that they're, you know, giving everyone like a fail price, whereas some people are like, no, they're pretty much giving you like 30% of the value. But what I found interesting was so far, roughly 700 weapons have been turned over and there's about 1.5 million guns. So, I mean, I guess I feel like that's to be expected. If anybody told me to turn in my guns, like, no, that's when there's going to be a revolution. Absolutely. And that number 700 versus um, the 1.5 million, that's like 0.046% to turn it back in. It's crazy. That's a quick calculation. Forgive me if that's it. Honestly, it was probably just really crappy guns that they were like, all right, yeah, 20 bucks is 20 bucks. Like, I don't even like this gun. (laughs) I know. If I owned like 100 guns, it'd be like, here's a token gun that doesn't work anymore. It's an old revolver. Exactly. Put my name on the list. I'm I'm good. (laughs) Yes. And what's crazy about New Zealand is, you know, they're really social. Until 1986, if you look at the history behind it, they're, you know, really not completely socialistic, but really heavy into socialism. But Mm -hmm. in 86, they really had a turn um, with the free market. And no, they weren't completely, you know, they they have a lot of social programs still and stuff. But, um, you know, when they got a taste of freedom with firearms and, you know, we got that taste of freedom in 1776, you know, and, and just since 1986, they got that taste of freedom. And um, just in a few short years, they're not ready to give it up. And neither would I. I mean, they, they realize that they got to protect themselves, their wives, their families. And I don't blame them. I wouldn't yeah. be giving it up either. And I mean, we've had that freedom uh, since 1776 and they've only had it since 1986. And I don't blame them. Yeah, I don't either. 
And it's like, it's so unfortunate because of somebody's wrongdoings that all of these innocent people have to pay the price. And, and I mean, ultimately, I don't know if you read, uh, what the shooter wrote, but this was ultimately like his goal. He even said he, you know, he's like, after this, like, everyone's going to ban guns. And sure enough, like, literally the next day, like, New Zealand's working on banning guns. So right now, gun owners, they have an amnesty period until December 20th. So it'll be interesting to see how many people actually do turn in their guns. But a lot of these guns are undocumented. You know, there's no registration. So it's really kind of difficult to enforce, just like all these other gun laws that come into play. They'll, you know, make it a law like the magazine band. Like here in Colorado, you can't buy a magazine that exceeds 15 rounds, but nobody's enforcing it because you can't. There's no serial number on the magazine. If you bought it before July 1st of 2013, you're grandfathered into owning it. And then people are uh, selling them as parts kits. They'll take them apart like, here you go. Or, hey, yeah, here, I threw away the magazine. If you want, go and, you know, go out back in the dumpster. There's a bunch of magazines. Like, it's just, it's not enforceable, just like all these other stupid laws. And instead of concentrating on the real problem, you know, they think that this is going to solve problems. But one guy uh, that they interviewed, he has, uh, he's a gun collector, and they basically wanted to give him 30% of the actual value of the collection. And he's upset about it because ultimately he's been collecting for about 50 years. And that was basically his retirement plan because a lot of these guns are an investment. A lot of these guns will go up in price over time. And so talk about, you know, now they just killed your investment plan. Especially 50 year old revolvers and stuff, you know, know. and all that, man, it's crazy. Like how I'll see a lot of these guns on uh, like gun broker and stuff. I'm like, that is insane. (laughs) <laughs> why didn't yep. i buy that you know <laughs> yep yeah so we'll see how it goes they do have until december but i don't think that it's gonna go the way that they want it to and and i don't blame them because if somebody asked me to give up my guns like i wouldn't that's yeah. i mean the whole reason why we are able to have guns is to kind of keep the government in check so if the government wants to take the guns then there's going to be a real issue yeah, that's why I'm. Uh, if ever that happens, I'm I'm uh, digging a giant uh, hole in the ground and filling it with some you know cement walls and throwing yeah. my guns down there and covering it up. <laughs> Absolutely, I know. Even with the bump stock ban, again, I'm like they can't enforce it. Nobody, like you, didn't even have to fill a background check to get a bump stock. So it's like, who, how do they know who has them, who doesn't? It's just it's mm-hmm. such a stupid law. Yeah. All right, enough about that. Let's talk about sharps, bros. So I've talked about their really cool lowers, which, you know, they're one of a kind. You can't miss it. You know for a fact that, you know, if you see like a skull lower or a hog or something, you know it's Sharps Bros. But I also really like their billet upper and their hand guards. When together, and I am going to be putting together one here shortly, it just has like such a nice sleek design. It looks totally badass and um, very similar to what you guys kind of did with your handguards, how there's that Picatinny in the back and in the front, but it doesn't continue throughout, which I like. I think it gives it a nice sleek look. It's easier to grip because nobody's putting accessories in the middle. So it's just, you know, it's well thought out and, you know, well designed. If you guys want to check them out, go to sharpsbros.com. Q&A. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Just kidding. Visit gunfunny.com forward slash contact to submit yours. So one of the listeners wants to know, what do you have against gun bunnies? And I actually don't. 
I think honestly, like women need to stick together and support each other. And I hate when, you know, I see like women badmouth each other, especially in this industry, because there's not a ton of women in the industry. And I would hate to discourage anybody from, you know, getting into guns. But personally, like just the whole gun bunny thing never really appealed to me. I'm not like super conservative. I mean, I posted like a bikini pic 4th of July on my personal Facebook page, basically broke the internet because hello, I'm getting abs after working out so much. So yeah, but it doesn't mean that I want to post it on like my, you know, my public social media. That's not what I want to be known for. I would much rather be appreciated for somebody, you know, if somebody was like, Hey, you're smart, you're witty, you're funny. I mean, if somebody says like, you know, they think I'm pretty, I will always say thank you, but I think that a lot of times looks nowadays, you know, could be bought. I've never wanted to be like a model or anything. Like I've always wanted to be more known for my success and my accomplishments. And, and so I, I just kind of, I feel bad, I guess, when I see women having to, and they, it's not like they have to do this, but when they choose to get attention for all the wrong reasons, like that's the way that they get attention. It just kind of, I just feel like, you know, women have more to offer than what, you know, what their body looks like. That's my two cents. Josiah, what do you think? I, I completely agree with you. I'd rather, I'd rather have somebody like you, Ava, that's got a good head on their shoulders and you know what you're talking about versus just pictures of, um, you know, and there's nothing wrong with it, you know, with the whole gun bunny thing. But one thing I find is with their audiences, yeah. you know, the, the gun bunny audience, like Ava, you've got a dialed in audience who is genuinely interested in firearms. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to be able to capitalize on that and to bring back even the, the affiliate network, you, your, your audience is genuinely interested in purchasing firearms and stuff. Yeah. And they're, and you're not out there, you know, with, you know, scantily clad outfits, but with, with these gun bunnies, 90% of their followers are just there to look at pictures. Yeah. They're exactly. not truly interested in guns. And, uh, so there's nothing wrong with gun bunnies, but sometimes when I go to shot show in different places and see gun bunnies and PSA is not exempt from this, I kind of don't like it. But there's nothing wrong with it, though. Don't get me wrong. Well, I've always said if a company, you know, when I go to SHOT Show, if they, you know, if they have like all these like half naked women, like booth babes, as they're called, I always just said that it's like that's what you need to attract attention to your booth as opposed to the product speaking for itself. And I think that, you know, the firearms industry is definitely catching on where they realize like at the end of the day, a lot of people don't really appreciate it like even guys like there's a lot of guys out there that would rather have women at a booth that actually know what they're talking about versus some girl that's just standing there looking pretty and she can't answer any questions so I also just kind of even question like a lot of these companies that work with a lot of these women in the industry that tend to be known as gun bunnies and then there are some women that dress half naked that absolutely know how to shoot a gun like a total badass and I'm not you know I'm not like putting them down for showing off skin because I think that we've worked really hard to, I mean, women fought just to wear pants. So, you know, it's, it's our right to do so. And again, I'm not super conservative. It's not like I'm going outside, like in a, you know, a turtleneck. It's just one of those things where I, I don't really want to be known for my looks or my body. And so, yeah, teach their own. Absolutely. And even, you know, with PSA, you know, we've had them in the past, but, um, when you look at statistics, you know, 
50% of the people who are really getting into firearms are women. Mm-hmm. And the last thing that they want to see is um, they would rather see somebody dressed like you, Ava, or um, so what we're doing in our booths uh, for NRA, for SHOT Show, instead of having a gun bunny, we're, uh, we're going to have a woman that's dressed very – Professional, Conserv- cons- yeah. professional, conservative, you know, might have shorts on or something like that, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. um, you know, showing a little bit of, a little bit of skin or something like that, but, um, definitely not a gun bunny, you know, half naked, mm-hmm. but, um, we want them, you know, with the women coming up in NRA, we want them, we, we want to be able to assist them in, you know, learning how to shoot. And in just re- recommending, you know, hey, where are you at in the country? All right, well, here's a great place where you could go to learn how to shoot. Uh-huh. Um, you know, here's some of our – and have that – have the female presence there to teach them about them. Because sometimes they're kind of scared of, uh, you know, of the male, mm-hmm. you know, the, the male ego. That, yeah. you know, and, and so we want to have women at the booth who know what they're doing, know what they're talking about. And they can encourage more women to get involved. And I completely agree. Like I'd, I'd rather be a role model and encourage somebody like, hey, you know, I – you know, she can shoot guns and she's, you know, it's not like your typical drill sergeant-esque, you know, person who's trying to teach you or something. They could have an actual conversation with you. And I think mm-hmm. by doing that, you know, I'd rather be a role model, if anything. And even like, even when I was like a little kid, like watching Disney movies and stuff, like I never had like a favorite Disney princess. Like I always admired like the strong female character (laughs) and, you know, and even to this day, like when I watch movies and stuff, or if I see like in real life, a woman who's just super powerful, like just, you know, in charge of a company and stuff to me, that is so much more attractive than anything that, you know, than just posing, you know, or modeling or whatever, so. Agreed. And another aspect I agree with you on the gun bunny thing is, um, you know, th- there's been the fight over, you know, it used to be women couldn't even show their ankles and stuff, you know, and, mm-hmm. and we've got, you know, this fight, you know, with, uh, I shouldn't go into politics too much, but you know, with Sharia law and stuff, you know, and I'm very thankful in America that women, if they want to, they can go out there and be gun bunnies. They can make yeah. money off of it, you know, and that's their right and happy for them, you know, and I'm thankful we live in a country where they can do that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the countries in the U.S., uh, not in the U.S., in the world, you know, wouldn't allow that now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You can't even show your hair in some of these countries. So yep. I agree. All right. Enough about that and rant. We're going to talk about Palmer 80. So Polymer 80, they make a bunch of frames uh, that you can basically create into an actual firearm. So when they send it to you, it's not a firearm, but then you drill out a few holes and, uh, and then it becomes a firearm. But I really like their slides on their website. Some of them are PD coded or PVD coded. The gray and the FDE, check it out. It's on fire. Go to polymer80.com, use the code gunfunny and that gets you 10% off. Tactic Talk, discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now. So I recently just got into long-distance shooting, and one of the things that I didn't like about my experience is I shot the Q... uh, the fix by Q and it freaking tore up my shoulder. And of course somebody was like, well, maybe if you shot it the right way, you know, your shoulder wouldn't have been bruised, but I shot like a hundred rounds and in prone position. And I just don't have like a lot of meat 
you know, around my upper body. Like I know to shoulder the gun, like in that little pocket, but sometimes you're just in a certain position where it still just, you know, kind of hits up against your shoulder. So fast acquisition, I love their product. A lot of people are not familiar. They're a fairly new company. What they've created is it's an adjustable butt stock. So you can use whatever stock you have, but they have this little V tab that moves up and down so that, you know, cause I think the problem is, is the first thing that you learn when shooting a rifle is to shoulder the rifle properly. You want to put it in that little pocket and like the meatiest part of your body. But then as, as a result, you can't really put your face on the stock comfortably. So they created, you know, the V tab where you can lower the back portion so that it's seated in there in your shoulder. And then the rest of it rises so that your cheek comes up to that stock. It's really a genius invention. And then the guy also, the owner, he also started creating some that will actually camp by like 12 degrees, uh, right or left, which is also incredible. So I'm going to do a review on that coming, coming up soon, but so far I'm just like really impressed. And I met the owner. Um, he came to my office to deliver the stocks and like, I was just really impressed with him. He's a really nice guy. And to me, like that means so much when working with a lot of these companies, because you know, the company, they might make great products, but if it's run by a bunch of jerks, you don't really want to support them, but I would definitely check him out. Just go to fastacquisition.com. And, uh, yeah, and check out that V tab. All right. iTunes reviews. So guys, I've noticed a increase in iTunes reviews and I greatly appreciate it. It definitely keeps me motivated to keep the show going. Today's two reviews are the first one is from letter J eight, eight, five stars on point. This podcast was recommended my, by my therapist. I spent a lot of time on the road and enjoy listening to podcasts. Ava stays on top of current events in the gun world, and I was impressed to hear the Yeet Cannon story last week. I've enjoyed the guests she brings to the show and trending topics. A must listen to all for all those in the gun community. It's truly funny AF. And you guys actually did a Yeet Cannon lower. You guys jumped yes, on that bandwagon. <laughs> yeah, we did a 15 and an AR9. So they, they sold, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I think, I, I think like it's nice to see companies that have a sense of humor. You know, they're just like, whatever, we'll create one, you know, cause there was quite a few companies that did that. And, uh, and I liked it. All right. Second review is Brent, the Blackhawk driver. Five stars. Love the show. Ava, thanks for adding another great podcast to the library. Because of awesome podcasts like yours, I no longer have to suffer through the same 10 songs on the radio or awful political talk radio. You have great guests and a great attitude when it comes to the gun industry and 2A issues. Okay, so Josiah, out of those two, I want you to pick one winner to win a prize pack. Let's see here. And you're like, wait, can you repeat? I wasn't even listening. No, I was. <laughs> no. I would say definitely, uh, since, uh, um, since we're excited about the Yeet Cannon story, I, let's say letter J88. Okay. So contact me on social media and I will get that sent out to you. And we are finally going to wrap up. If you guys go to gunfunny.com, you'll find, uh, links to, where are the shows located, like iHeartRadio, iTunes, you name it, we're there. There's also affiliate links, uh, such as Palmetto State Armory. So if you just go to support us, click on that. You'll, uh, if you're buying something, it's a really great way to support the show, even if you're, you know, and you were just going to buy it anyways, because we get a percentage of that. And then there's also a link to my new YouTube channel. 
as well as the gun funny one. If you guys aren't as tech savvy, we always upload the, the audio to the gun funny YouTube. But if you can't get enough of us, you should consider becoming a Patreon. So $1 a month gets you access to our Patreon-only Facebook page. That group is definitely growing. We always have a lot of fun in there. It's definitely inappropriate at times, but it's just, it's a lot of fun. And I really enjoy everyone in there. Like they've all become really good friends. And then we also have other giveaways, our $25 Patreons. So if you're a $25 Patreon, you get an on-air shout-out, and that is Corbin Bonafide, Iraq Veteran 8888, Ryan Morrison, Kevin Brittingham, Michael Alexio, and Silencer Shop. And because of your guys' pledge, it just, you know, everything goes back into the, into the show. I'm able to afford better camera equipment, better audio. At the end of the month, I'm going to TriggerCon, and, you know, so that helps, you know, fund that trip. And it also helps for me to afford an editor. So if you think the show sounds better, you can thank Kenny Ortega, who is doing just amazing things for Gun Funny. And then our king of the Patreon, which if you pledge $101 or more, you can overthrow Jon Snow, but it's still Jon Snow. He wants me to say, the government wants you to think they are studying aliens at Arena 51, but the true purpose of the top secret facility in the futile pursuit of creating weapons to defend from Operator Tickles should the government ever upset her. And Operator Tickles, that's my dog. <laughs> We're trying to make her famous. <laughs> and if you haven't followed her on Instagram yet, it's at Tech Tickles. Um, so go ahead and, you know, make sure you follow her. All right. And then the last thing is a Tag Pack giveaway. So every month I'm giving away a Tag Pack. All you have to do is just go to gunfunny.com forward slash TP, put your, your name, your email address, and then I draw a lucky winner at the end of the month. Otherwise, if you want to head over to Tag Pack, get your own box today, uh, just use the code gunfunny and you'll get a free ABKT knife with your first box. And Josiah, I really appreciate you spending the morning with me. Keep up the great work. Like you guys are doing amazing things. Tell your brother, you know, I'm extremely proud of what he's accomplished. I didn't even realize that you guys started in 2008, which is just insane. Well, thank you for having us. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. And if you guys want to check out Palmetto, just go to palmettostatearmory.com. And we are out of here. Want to send feedback? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact.